God with us. What a concept. It's really what the story of Christmas is all about. That God loved us so much, John 3.16, that he gave his one and only son and he came down in the form of a baby. In a lowly place, in a stable, no room for them at the inn. Baby Jesus' first bed was a manger, a feeding trough for animals. I don't mean out in the pig pen, but just understand that it was not something high and mighty. There was no baby shower ahead of time. There were no cute gifts awaiting. It was in a place no one would have expected It was not told to the upper crust, those who sit in first-class seats. The first announcement was given to shepherds who were still working with the sheep. And this Christmas season, we've been looking at this as the Christmas story. Now, there is a a classic movie that is probably the all-time greatest Christmas movie ever made called A Christmas Story. Ralphie is a hero of mine. But that's not what this series is. It's about the Christmas story. And each week, we've been looking at a character or characters and what their view of the Christmas story was. And we've been lighting the Advent wreath, Advent, that symbol of Christmas and the celebration of Christmas. And we've lit the candle of hope and the candle of peace and the candle of joy each week. And this morning, we're lighting the candle of love, maybe. Well, there we go. Hopefully you gave enough in the offering to get a new lighter. (laughs) We'll do it old school. But Christmas does provide us with hope. If we understand the story, we have peace in the realization that Christ came for us. And we also have joy. Because this is all done so that we might have life. And it was done because of love. John 3.16. For God so loved that he gave. What an awesome realization. Love is a great thing, isn't it? To be loved by someone. And the English language, with all of its complications is sorely lacking when it comes to an expression of love. For you see, in the English language, we have one word for love. It's called love. Well, duh, of course. Well, see, in the Bible, the words that we have translated love, there are several different words having different meanings. The problem with the way we have it in the English language is we use the same word for love saying we love God. It's the same word for pizza. We love pizza. Or if you're spiritually correct, you love the Cubs. 
I'll pay for that one. <laughs> but God had different words in the language that was used, and the greatest one is the word agape. A-G-A-P-E. It is a description of an unconditional love. And it's an unconditional love given to and expressed to everyone. Now that's amazing. Because we don't always exercise that kind of love, do we? I mean, because some of you no longer love me because I mentioned the Cubs. You got to to get to heaven, but anyway. We have a tendency to be somewhat conditional with our love. But God isn't. He just loves. And there's probably no better picture of that in the Christmas story than my favorite characters in the Christmas story, which is the shepherds. If you have your Bibles or Bible on your devices, there's one under a chair in front of you. In the Gospel of Luke, the New Testament, go to the right. It's the third of the books in the New Testament. And in chapter 2, we read about the shepherds, real shepherds. In fact, they were at work when they were given the announcement. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 8, says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. An angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. In the same region, verse 8 starts out. Some translations say in the same country. It means in that area there were shepherds. Now that's no big surprise. There were shepherds everywhere. It was a, a large industry, but it was also one nobody wanted to do. We have industries like that, right? We want the product. We just don't want to do it or know anybody who does it. <laughs> that was the shepherds. Shepherds were considered a lowly position. 
even in a culture that depended on them. Very likely, these shepherds were watching the sheep and the lambs that would be used in the temple for sacrifices. Now, to be a shepherd at that time meant you lived with the sheep. I have a book in my office. The title of it is, They Smell Like Sheep. And it's not referring to sheep. It's referring to shepherds. Because a true shepherd has to be among the sheep. You can't shepherd the sheep if you're not near the sheep. That's one reason they were not um, invited over to too many parties. They smelled like sheep. Another reason was because this was considered a lowly profession, in the court system, shepherds could not legally give testimony. Or you could bring them in. It just wasn't considered worthy of listening to. Have you ever felt that way? Like somebody looks at you like you're not worthy for them to listen to you? I mean, the shepherds had a lowly position. They weren't considered reliable. Nobody really wanted to be around them except other shepherds. Another fascinating thing about shepherds is in the shepherd culture, they were fascinated by angels. They studied it. They talked about it. They looked for angels. So how appropriate that God sent an angel to give them this announcement. Part of my picture of this is that this group is sitting around the fire talking and some of the older shepherds are saying, I remember when, because we all say that once we get a touch of gray in our hair, right? I remember when I walked five miles to school, snow up to my waist, uphill both ways. I just picture them telling that story about something in the past and about the time they saw an angel. And right then, an angel bursts on the scene. I don't think he entered gradually. I mean, I, I think he showed up with a bang. After all, he had a big announcement. So I think it's appropriate there in those first few verses that we read that the shepherds had great fear. I think that shows wisdom. <laughs> that they were afraid at this point because an angel not only showed up, but starts talking to them. In one of the famous Christmas movies, A Christmas Carol, Scrooge is visited by some angels in that movie. Not, not the same angels. And he brushes it off at first as just a bit of bad food from supper. A little too much pizza. I don't know what their first thing was other than fear. And then to get the announcement they got. But I want you to recognize how powerful it was that the shepherds got the first invitation to Jesus. They got the first announcement about Jesus. Because you see, when it says in verse 8, in the same region or in the same country, there were shepherds, 
You could have also said in the same region or same country, there were kings because there were kings nearby. You could have said in the same region or country, there were governors because there were. You could have said there were important business individuals because there were. But it's the shepherds that made it into scripture because they got the first word, the first invitation, the first announcement. In the Bethlehem Times the next morning, there was no headline saying, baby born in stable. I, I mean, as far as everybody was concerned in that area, this was barely a ripple. Yeah, some poor young couple had a baby and they had to put him in a manger. So by the way, how's your team doing? I mean, that would have been the conversation the next morning, except with the shepherds. Because they heard and they saw. Now, to understand that, we have to realize that this baby that everyone else ignored is what history is separated by. The birth of this baby in a stable to a poor couple laying in a manger is how history is literally divided before Christ and after. That was worth an announcement. But the announcement went to those stinking shepherds. God doesn't always do it the way we think, does he? That lowly position ignored by society. Invited by God. If you don't get anything else this morning, hear this. That same announcement is true today for you. No, I, I'm not saying you stink. I don't mean that. What I mean is, no matter your position or your past, this announcement's for you. No matter how much you know of this book and if you've never read it at all, this announcement is for you. Whether you've ever considered Christ before or not, this announcement is for you. And the announcement says that unto you, to all of us, is born in the city of David, Bethlehem, a baby who is Christ the Lord born to you because he's the savior so from the shepherd's view what do we get the first thing is what i've been saying for the last 10 minutes from the shepherd's view they went from being the least to being the loved one of the general superintendents in the church of the nazarene is the first person i heard use this phrase uh, dr crocker that we are called to minister to the least, the last, and the lost. The shepherds represented that. The announcement of Christ represents all of us who away from Christ are lost. And no matter what our position is in the world, we are called to know the Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, culture said they weren't worthy. But God said, I love you. Society didn't believe them. 
God said, I love you. It's something to be loved, isn't it? Especially to know you're loved. For somebody who loves you is the first person you want to talk to when anything happens good. I mean, because you know they're going to celebrate with you. Do you know what I've also discovered is when something lousy happens, the first people I think of are the people who love me because I know they'll say, it's going to be okay. They're going to still stand with me even in those difficult, lousy, stinking moments. For God so loved that he gave. What a picture. The shepherds are the perfect ones to get that first invitation. Culture said to the shepherds, stay away. We don't want you here. You smell, we don't trust you. We don't want to be around you. We don't want people to think we're friends with you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm fascinated driving by elementary schools during recess. Now, I don't park and watch because then I look like a stalker and the police get called. So I learned that the hard way. But I love driving by and observing what happens on a playground. One, I love the joy they have. I mean, they're just having fun. I love that it is constant noise. I love it because the noise isn't by me. It, it's somewhere else. Constant motion. But I don't know if I've ever driven by the playground and not seen a couple of kids who don't seem to be with anyone else. That was the shepherds. Maybe it's you. Or maybe you at least feel that way. But the scripture today is for you. For unto you is born a Savior. Culture said, stay away. And God said, come on in. Culture said, we don't want anything to do with you. And God said, I love you. Culture said, Surely if this matters, if it's important, the announcement will go to someone else. And God said, no, you're the first. In fact, even more fascinating, the shepherds not only got the first invitation, they became the first messengers for Christ. You look in that scripture and it says down in chapter 2, Verse 20, the shepherds returned glorifying, praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Up in verse 18, it says, and all who heard, they were telling everybody. When our first grandchild came, we were not shy about letting people know we now had a grandchild. Now, it was a bit of a mixed bag because the problem with celebrating that I had a grandchild meant I was now a grandpa. But I soon discovered that's an awesome title. Man, I was willing to tell anybody, even people who didn't know me. And after I told them, weren't sure they wanted to be near me. <laughs> 
shepherds did. They had just seen Jesus. They told everybody, we're supposed to do the same thing. So the shepherds, the first thing we notice and learn from their view, they went from the least to the loved. And I've already said it, but let me emphasize it. They received the first invitation to Jesus. The first. And it was such an awesome announcement that though only one angel was sent to give it, everybody else jumped in on it. I mean, it says in verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. Heavenly host could be appropriately translated heavenly army. So the one angel came to give the message and a whole army showed up and they couldn't keep quiet either. I mean, the first rap song ever, right there, it says they said, as a big choir. Anyway, I like that. (laughs) They were invited to see Jesus, the first to get the invitation. But here's the most awesome news. We've been given the same invitation. For God so loved. He so loved the world, which means you and me. I've thoroughly studied that translation of John 3.16. And the world, what we translate the world in English, in every language means the world. And when I studied what it meant by the world, it meant each person in the world, which means you and me. You've been invited. All those birthday parties you didn't get invited to that upset you, you've been invited to Jesus. You've not been left out. The shepherds weren't left out. They got the first invitation and the invitation is still good for us. Also, the shepherds came to see Jesus. I love when you take a look at this, verse 15 and 16. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, first of all, the fact that they could talk after this is amazing to me because they had great fear. I also think there's a pause between the angels leaving and the shepherds talking. I think there was a looking at each other and maybe even mouthing without saying it out loud. Did that just happen? But as soon as they heard, the scripture says, verse 16, they went with haste. That means they double timed it. That means they went as fast as they could go. Old and young alike. They hurried off to see Jesus. They came to Jesus. They were invited and they came. They showed up. You've been invited. The question is, will you come? Not to church service. Not to tune in online. That's great. The bigger question is, will you come to Jesus? 
I love that you're here tuning in this morning, but I'm more interested that you come to Jesus. You've been invited. The shepherds showed up. I love, there was little discussion and a lot of action. Most churches reverse that. We have a lot of discussion and not much action. I think at the end of this year, in the beginning of 2023, it's time we followed the lead of the shepherds. Let's not have as much discussion and let's do a lot of action. I mean, what is there to discuss? Jesus loves us. Let's tell everybody. Jesus loves them. Let's let them know. And maybe even more important, let's show them that Jesus loves them by how we love them. And then lastly, the shepherds worshiped and shared. In verse 17, when they saw it, the baby in the manger, they made known the saying that had been told. Well, let me interrupt for a second. Parents with their first child, newborn, strangers show up. Mom, how are you reacting? <laughs> Protect that baby. Joseph, get rid of them. That would be how we treated it. Mary and Joseph somehow, because they were listening to God, knew not to do that. These guys showed up unannounced to see the baby. I've been a chaplain in hospitals and the last one down in Canton where we were before coming here. The, the one area, I, I had a badge so I could go anywhere. And I did. But the one area I never messed with was OB. I followed the rules explicitly because those nurses would take me out if I didn't. <laughs> and if I got past them, the dad in the room or the mom would take me out if I stepped out of line. In fact, they had a sophisticated entrance into that section of the hospital and the children on their um, wrist things that said what their name was, etc., when they got within about 20 feet of the entrance exit door, the doors locked automatically and you could not go out or come in unless you had the right code because they were protecting those babies. I loved that that was true. I sometimes forgot and set off alarms. I would get penalized and then allowed to come back <laughs> later. The shepherds, when they showed up, verse 17, they saw the baby. They made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child and all who heard it wondered. Mary treasured up, verse 19, all these things, pondering them in their heart. And the shepherds returned back to the field, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as they had been told. They worshiped and shared. In other words, they accepted Jesus. They didn't just hear the invitation. They didn't just show up. 
They accepted him for themselves. Have you? See, the Christmas story is about love for God so loved you that he gave. But we have to receive the gift. Just because a gift has been given does not mean a gift has been received. They accepted him. They worshiped him. And then they shared Jesus generously to anyone and everyone. Not just to those who would listen. They shared whether they were listening or not. When was the last time you were so excited about Jesus, you just told people or showed them? That's the Christmas story. I love the shepherds. I identify with them because I wouldn't have been the first one in line that everybody else would have chosen to say, let's tell Dennis and let him tell a bunch of people. The fact that I'm up here as a pastor is a miracle in itself, and we don't have time for that story. The shepherds were not who anyone would have chosen, and yet that's who God invited, and he's invited you. The question is, have you accepted the invitation. It's available, not just for cute kids who sang and rang bells, but for every one of us. It's not too late, though you might have just had that thought. You haven't been left out, though you might have feared that. It's for you, even this bow your heads and close your eyes as we pray. I just ask this morning if maybe you're here and you've heard the invitation, maybe you've heard it before, or maybe it's the first time you've realized that you've been invited to Jesus. The kids sang and played about this very thing. All those were dolls that they were rocking and laid into the manger but they represented Jesus who today is reaching out to you, asking you to come. If this is the day that you say, yes, Lord, and accept that invitation, I want to celebrate with you. I want to pray for you. If that's true for you this morning, would you just raise your hand and hold it there for a second so that I could see and celebrate with you and pray for you, especially this week. Thank you. Anyone else, just raise your hand and hold it there for a moment. Thank you. Lord, you are awesome. It is incredible that you invited the shepherds. It's maybe more incredible that you've invited us because we know us. Lord, thank you for the picture of innocence and beauty with the kids and how they showed this Christmas story. Lord, thank you for the shepherds who, though not thought of highly by society, was who you invited. For the shepherds who had a lowly position 
but they got the first invite. Thank you for the shepherds who showed us how to come to you just like we are. Lord, may we come to you this day, whether in here in person or watching, listening online, and just say, yes, Lord. I receive you. And Lord, may we follow the example of the shepherds this week as we are so excited to tell others about you. To invite others to join us in worship and to celebrate the truest meaning of Christmas. Lord, I thank you that you included me and you've included each one that's here this morning. Guide us as we go, as we congratulate and celebrate with the kids and what they did. And as this week we prepare to celebrate your birth. I pray and ask all these things in the beautiful matchless name of Jesus. Amen.